of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on fabulous entrepreneurs, business leaders, and founders that are doing awesome things. They're making, they're getting results, but they're also making a big impact in the world. And the guest that I'm going to introduce you to is somebody really special that I've had an opportunity to work with, and I'll introduce you to her in just a second. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Have you ever thought about writing a book? If you haven't, you should, because everyone has a story. It truly is one of the best business cards you could ever have, but the opportunity to, to make an even bigger impact than you're, than you're likely doing without a book. So if you want to explore that, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. There are free strategy sessions just to explore. Do you even have a story? Should you write a book? Uh, Go to performancepublishinggroup.com or email support at performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me introduce you to our guest today. Lauren Jones is a powerful voice in the staffing industry. She shares her expertise in recruitment, technology, business operations, change management, and women's issues as a frequent speaker, podcast, co-host, author, and entrepreneur. After decades as a technology-obsessed staffing industry innovator and influencer, Lauren found Leap Consulting Solutions to advise recruiting companies how to be more efficient, more successful, and more human. Lauren is fueled by an endless curiosity, deep commitment to helping others, and Peloton rides, <laughs> which I, I love that you add that to your bio. She has such a great energy, personality, and a heart to serve others, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so glad to be here. It's so nice to see you. I know. I know. I, you and I had an opportunity to meet, gosh, it's, it's been probably over two years now, right? Mm-hmm. Give or take. Uh, through a mutual friend, Leslie Vickery, and we connected because you all have this amazing group of women uh, that that you get together with called the Lady Leaders. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you all do there and and how you connect? Yes. Well, I mean, um, talk about serendipity. Um, it, it it was we were all coming together in uh, pre-COVID, you know, in 2020, March 9th of 2020. That was the day. Uh, I opened my firm on March 2nd of 2020, which is normally oh. my opening punchline, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Leslie uh, had invited me to this dinner where we were going to celebrate one of the other lady leaders, Joyce Russell, and the um, launching of her book, Put a Cherry on Top. And so we were going to get together on March 9th down in Florida celebrate her. Of course, we know what happened. The whole world shut down. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, uh, we were all figuring out Zoom and figuring out Teams and figuring out, you know, how to communicate and get in front of one another. Uh, and very quickly, we adapted and decided, let's celebrate Joyce. Let's celebrate her book on a Zoom call. And so there was born the the Lady Leaders Book Club. Um, and then we didn't even know it yet. We just started getting together as um, women who enjoyed one another. And some of us had met face-to-face, some of us had not. Um, and so we 
after we celebrated Joyce, we said, should we continue with the book club? And so we thought the idea of bringing female authors to, to the women that were sitting there was really cool. And so we started uh, reaching out to female authors. And I mean, lo and behold, we had Erica Keswin, Heather Monahan, Gay Gaddis, you. I mean, we had some big names, Dr. Stephanie Johnson. It, it just was so cool to see these very high-performing women wanting to come and talk to our lady leaders uh, group and and share their wisdom, share their knowledge, share their passions. Uh, and, you know, it got so regular. And then we got, we started creating, you know, real bonds virtually. So anybody who tells you that you cannot create culture and cannot create meaningful connection virtually is also selling you beachfront property in Arizona. <laughs> I say that all the time. That just cracks me up that you just made that quote. <laughs> I just, it can be done. We did it. And then we started doing virtual yoga and virtual cooking and virtual shopping. And it just was, we had a great time. And then the, when you came in and said, y'all should write a book. And, you know, I think we all kind of chuckled and then we got really serious about it. And it, uh, Together We Rise has, is, you know, a collection of stories from women uh, who came together during the pandemic. And I don't think there was a better representation of support than the women within this group. We were helping, you know, our, the CEOs that were a part of the group navigate a pandemic, who'd been through a pandemic before. I had just started a firm. Three of the lady leaders were my first three customers. I mean, we just came together and we're like, we're going to make it through this and we're going to make a difference. And it did there, I had never in my career, in my lifetime, had a collection of women as a support group like that. Uh, and so to me, it was probably, it has been a pivotal changing point in my life. Yeah. You know, and when I first met you all on that Zoom call, that there was just something really special about that bond. And when I first met you all, and, and sometimes, and some of you had met for the first time at that same time that we got together in Chicago, I was shocked because there just, there was such a closeness, but more that support. And I'm a big uh, believer in rising tides, raise all ships, and that we don't compete with each other, especially women. Like we shouldn't be competing with each other. We should be supporting and helping and raising, uh, you know, women up. And, and that's what you all do, which is so beautiful. And the fact that, you know, many times I, I hear or I meet people and, and I, I really can see something sometimes that I can't explain, but I'm like, I just know there's something here. There's a story. There's, you've got something powerful here. And I felt that with all of you. But do you know how many times I've felt that and people don't take action? You ladies, like, we're like, we're going to do this. And, and I want to say from the time that we made the decision to move forward to the time you had the books at the, the launch of your, um, at one of the big meetings was what, six months, seven, eight months, like not a long time to get 15 women all together to write their stories. Yes, a lot of butterflies to herd for sure. But yeah. I mean, we got it done. And I, I think what came out of it, you know, we, now we have five themes of the book. We do a lot of speaking and, you know, we donate all of the proceeds to a scholarship fund in within our industry um, to Rising Tides, right? I, I think all of us, um, you, there are some of us within the group who haven't had those great meaningful experiences with other women. I myself write about it in my chapter. And I would, I, th I think you and I shared, I was really scared to talk about it because I 
I felt like talking about it was betraying other women, mm -hmm. but I knew that other women were experiencing, you know, uh, conflict, friction. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, just insidiousness, you know, this, this is backbiting that happened between women. Now, so I get it. Some of it was situational. You know, I'm a Gen Xer and there were very few spots for executive women uh, in a boardroom. And, and so I get some of it was situational. That being said, though, um, we do forget that if we help one another, if we rise one another, we're significantly more powerful. Yeah. And I, I think we're a good representation uh, of that. And, you know, the, this idea that we're going to contribute monetarily to, you know, the the growth and advancement of other women, I think to me is probably the most meaningful part. And what has us talking about book two and, you know, yeah. do more, get more, be more, you know, the, the scholarship group that we were able to help rise last year, they're the fearless eight now. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've got a beautiful story as well. And, and, and again, it's, it's, it's women coming together, supporting women. And I just think there's nothing more powerful. I love that I got a firsthand look and, you know, kind of, I, 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 I love the, all of you. And I want to say I'm a lady leader, but I'm not. I, I so when I was there to support you, you all, I, I did get a t-shirt though. Um, but when I was there to support you all for your launch, I took a step back and I just, I just watch people sometimes. And I just watched the room when, when you all were up there speaking and the impact, and I'm not just saying this, but I know you felt this too. The impact that you all had on those women was and continues to be extraordinary because I don't know if it's just industry. I don't know if maybe it just hadn't been done like that before, but person after person after person, you know, just being drawn to each of you was just so incredible, so powerful. And um, yeah, just so grateful to be, to see you all and be a part of that in just a tiny way it was pretty yeah, awesome. It, it was awesome for us. And, you know, and many of us were, you know, sort of, uh, entry level speakers, you know, beginner speakers. And, um, uh, I, you know, I know I hadn't shared, you know, a lot of my story. Uh, there's a gap in my chapter, you know, that I finally talked about at, at, at Thrive and that's the, the death of my mother. Um, and, you know, being able to be in front of an audience of women, knowing that it was a safe space was probably the most liberating thing, um, as a, you know, I, I say young, I'm older than dirt, but a young speaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but a very, but it was a young speaker um, was, it was confirming, I, you know, I just felt like I could do it because mm -hmm. I had a safe place to land. You know, and I have to call you out a little bit because you, uh, I think it was either after or maybe it was before you, you saying you told me that you were so nervous about speaking or you weren't comfortable, or I think you said it gave you anxiety or something along those lines and all of, all of, all of the above. Yeah. And nobody would ever have thought that. And in fact, um, you are such a great poised speaker and what makes a great speaker is authenticity. And so that's, that's what you're doing up there. And anyone listening who has events definitely want to reach out to Lauren because you truly are, um, because you're speaking from the heart and that is what makes a great speaker. Not if you're perfection and you know, where your hands go and all that it's about the heart. So yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I, I definitely tap into authenticity and, you know, sometimes I feel like the Jennifer Lawrence, cause I'm okay tripping on the stage now, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't mind flubbing up a word here or there because, you know, I just, again, um, we aren't perfect and I don't know why we continue to 
try and be perfect. No. Uh, and, and, and I try and I do my best to represent that. And I oftentimes do a pretty good job because I'm either tripping or flubbing up. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> so I can tell, in fact, that, that's the running joke whenever I tell them, like, look, if I can do this, you can do this. And But I think that's what we need as women to be like, you know what, linking arms. And that's something I've also seen with you, with your business, with Leap Consulting, and even the things that you do that have nothing to do with business, supporting women. Um, You do something on Fridays. Talk about what you do on Fridays for women. So one of the number one questions I get asked, and, you know, it's usually after I'm speaking is like, how did you, you know, take the leap, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a story behind leap. It stands for Lauren, Emily, Allison, and Peter, which are my two girls and my husband. And and my husband's the risk taker, and I'm not at all. And and he was the one who, you know, really uh, believed in me and 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 had me take the leap. But that is typically the question that I get get asked is, you know, how did you take the leap? And my um, my Giving Fridays are about um, helping other women take the leap. Uh, and I, I knew that I just didn't want another woman to feel as alone as I felt um, coming in. You know, I've been in the industry for 25 years, and it wasn't until 2020 that I had 15 women that were cheering me on. And, and, and so that's a long time to go as a solo artist. And... Um, I just never wanted another woman to feel like I've felt. And when people are coming to you saying, how did you take the leap? You know, I, I want to be able to help and, and tell them, you know, I, I woke up terrified and excited every single day. I still do. I woke up with butterflies in my stomach today because, you know, I'm, I'm taking on a new project and I don't know how to do it, but I continue to do things that I don't know how to do and, and stretch myself and, um, I, I want to share that message with other women. So A, they don't feel alone. B, it doesn't have to be perfect. I call myself the hot mess express half the time because, you know, it's just, I'm just, you know, sometimes it's just, just messy yeah. and you don't have to start at the beginning. You can start in the middle, start where you feel confident. And, and so I want other women, if they have this inkling or have this, like you being able to see authors, I, you see, you know, I am a recruiter by nature. I can look at somebody, shake their hand and go, I know exactly where you're, what you're supposed to be doing. And, uh, and so uh, I love having those conversations with, with women that are considering, you know, betting on themselves and just helping them see that it isn't out of reach. And, um, and, you know, I've got a couple young women um, that I'm working with that have this, like, they have this expertise and, you know, you've heard the saying, the, the more niche, the more reach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you tap into that? How do you put your expertise in a box and sell it, essentially? Mm-hmm. And that's really what I want to help them see is that it just doesn't have to be, you know, P&Ls and hiring 4 million people. And, you know, you don't have to start Apple. No. If you want to bet on yourself, start small, start with your expertise um, and brand the hell out of it. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be as, as scary as I thought it was because for years I had this, you know, burn in my belly to do something. And I was just too muddled up in fear. Mm-hmm. I, I am like, I see this all the time and I can relate to it because that was me too. You know, I had a good 13 years from the time I knew that I was supposed to be doing what I'm doing, speaking and coaching and, and writing and all to the time I actually did it. And, and it's just and that's where like women and not just women, but men too, but mostly women. It's like, I can so relate to those women that are sitting there like, 
I, I have a job. I don't love it. I'm doing what I have to do because, you know, but it's not my heart, but I don't know what to do. So I so can relate to those people. And I know you can too. And I think you're such your position in such a way though, to encourage people to do that. Um, so I love that you're doing it. Like you said, it's giving Friday, but you know, even in bigger ways, like, you know, helping women to just, um, step up, bet on themselves, take the leap is, is pretty powerful. I love it. I, so, I, 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 yeah, I love, I love giving that time. I don't, you know, we, I, I, like I said, I give my Fridays and, and, and I do that purposefully. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see other women. Yeah. So thinking back to before you took the leap and before you're doing what you were doing or doing now, what would be some advice other than just go for it, bet on yourself? But was there anything specific that, that was a pivotal point for you that, that made that leap easier? Uh, finding a mentor, going to courses? What, what, what was some things that maybe you, you did? I was forced to, right? I, I mean, if we, if we really look at it, right? I, I, I was laid off, you know, I was an early casualty of COVID and I, I guess I wasn't forced to. I, I just, I, at that point, I made the determination that I have worked for very, very large organizations, right? Billion dollar organizations. And what I experienced was that no one was going to have my back except for me, regardless mm-hmm. of the size of the organization. And if I am going to give my blood, sweat, and tears to something, it might as well be me. And I think that I finally came to that realization that I work hard and I'm really good at my job. I finally accepted that I'm good at my job. And that's hard for women to say, particularly perfectionist type women like myself, Mm -hmm. because there's always somewhere I can improve or something, but I am really good at my job. And I think I finally figured that out. And then I had different ways of accomplishing different things. And, um, I, I think if you, you, you feel that you have that burn in your belly, um, it's what to do. Look, I said this on other podcasts, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs will say it's all or nothing. You're either going to give it or you're not right. <laughs> you have to be, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's, it can be intense. Right. But start your side hustle. If you have an idea and you want to, you know, test it out, feel it out, do it on the weekends. If you're yes, passionate yes. about it, it won't feel like work. And, and, and test those things out, put those ideas to paper. Um, and, you know, because I was sort of forced to, cause I was, I was laid off and, and I, I did the traditional interviews. I, I did those things. I went through the motions, but the more barriers I put in front of myself, you know, going, oh, I need benefits and, oh, I need, you know, PTO and, oh, I need this. You know, these were all of, because we women are risk at first and we like safety. Mm-hmm. We seek safety. If you look at all the data, um, we traditionally, um, I, I think it's something like we're 38% less likely to take risks over our male counterparts. And, and so what I had to come to the, I had to come to the, this, this sort of determination. And I don't, I, I don't know that I necessarily believe in these, you know, being aha moments. I kind of think like it's this gradual, gradual. becoming, 
my titles called becoming um, that we start believing in ourselves a little bit more. So I think it's starting with all of this started for me in 2016 when I had my midlife crisis and was like, oh, I feel so suffocated by everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sort of lightened my load and did all the things, but I really evaluated what was important to me, uh, what I, how I wanted to give in my personal life. And then that started just bleeding into my professional life. And so if there were a piece of advice that I would give women, it's take personal inventory, understand what's important to you, what impact you want to have on this world and how you think you can make that impact. When you put those two things together, there's your business. And then the rest is just, the rest is just semantics. You know, the rest is just applying and executing. Yes. And you, anything you need to do, you can learn from someone else. So don't let that deter you. People think, well, I don't know how to do this. No, you can find out there's something called Google (laughs) and now chat GPT. But there is a book, there's a book called steal like an artist. And the, 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 if you've ever read it, like the core of it is there is nothing original in this world. No, there is not. Everything is just a copy of a copy of a copy. And, and, and so I think, you know, reading that book and understanding that, you know, everything is just sort of a regurgitated version of, you know, history um, is that's, that's moving to me because it takes the pressure off of me having to invent, you know, uh, some sort of widget. Absolutely. And I, so taking inventory, love that you mentioned the side hustle. Don't be afraid to start something. You know, if it doesn't work, try something else, but do it while you still have another income. That's something I, I, when I coach people tell them don't, because a lot of them want to quit their job to become a speaker or this or that don't because the pressure that will be on you, uh, may be too great. Right. And you may do things that you feel like you have to do, but that's how I started my business. I wrote a book unintentionally. It built a business but I had still my software job when I was out speaking on my lunch breaks and, and writing and doing other things on the weekends. So, and as I said before, if I can do it, you can do it. If, if Lauren can do it, you can do it. We can all do it. Um, so I, I love that. Thank you for that. One question I ask everybody on the show, because it's called the power of authority and the, you know, my power of authority is kind of a play on words. You can't spell authority without author. But there are other ways to build your authority. And you've already written a book. You're a part of this collaborative book. But what are some other ways that you plan to continue to build your authority in the coming year, next five years, those kinds of things? What are you, what are you, what are you thinking? I do think what I learned very quickly was the art of personal branding. Um, and it was through trial and error. Like I did not read 400 books on personal branding. Now I have since, you know, educated myself on, on those types of things, but I, I, I was slapping spaghetti against the fridge. You know, the two hashtags that I have today, you know, women crush Wednesday and technology Tuesday that are very popular in our, our industry. And I'm sort of aligned with, or, you know, uh, given credit for those did not come organically or just out of the box. I tried farm and follow Fridays. I tried all sorts of things. And I just really listened to what people were responding to, what they were asking for, what they were. And I I think if, you know, you have a niche um, and, you know, you're listen to the people that consume that niche or listen to the people that engage with that niche. Or if, if you just listen, they give you all of the keys to the kingdom in what it is you need to offer. And, and so I think that that that's a 
powerful personal branding. And, and that's something that, you know, my colors are super loud. Um, I, if you go into my house, though, it's very muted, you know, kind of grays and blues and whites and, you know, um, but I, I am, I see a lot of uh, this, the whole color thing is, is a demonstration of how I was treated by another woman. I don't think I've ever told you this story. Yeah. Um, uh, I had a leader that was very aggressive with me. And, and quite frankly, didn't have my best interest at heart and took the time on a particular day to call me and tell me that my cheery disposition was essentially, I'm paraphrasing, unprofessional. Um, and that, you know, the fact that I was always so exuberant and excited, just I would never be taken seriously. And so for a very long time after that, I felt like the Wizard of Oz in black and white. And it, it just, I dumbed, I dimmed my light to make her more comfortable. And so the representation of all the color you see in my brand is maybe thumbing my nose at that idea today. Um, that, I, that, you know, that is who I am and I am a naturally happy person. And, um, you know, I, I, and I'm not gonna apologize for that. If it makes yeah. you uncomfortable, you go find less. That's not on me. Uh, and, and so, and I've just come to, with age, you know, comes a little bit of wisdom. And I've just come to accept that, that I am not for everyone and everyone is not for me. And uh, I just, I think if women can embrace that idea, but embrace the differences that we have with one another, there are, you know, I, I, one of my, my partner, partner consultant, we have very conflict, you know, very different ideas about the world and politics and all of those things, but I honor where she comes from right. and what her ideals are and all of those things. And we just need more of that, not only just with women, you know, working with women, but just kind of across the, I mean, the state of the nation, I guess, as it were, the attitude of, of the world, yeah. you know, there's just a ton of friction right now and intensity. Uh, and we just don't honor conflicting views. And, and, and I want to do that. I love that story. And I am never going to look at the colors behind you the same way because you are, you have bright colors in your pictures and your branding and you've done an incredible job. And something you said that I, I don't even know if you know this, but the, the, the book that I just released in April is called Shine Through Your Story. And it's all about that. Like we are supposed to, we were created the way we were for a reason and we cannot dim our lights for other people. We're called to shine. And so, but like me, and it sounds like with you too, sometimes it takes a little bit of wisdom of maybe some, some years to get to that point of just realizing like, I am who I am. I'm not going to change. So I'm just going to embrace it. And I see that in you. You are such a bright light in so many people's life lives. And so I'm just so grateful to know you and have you on the show. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Joy, to talk with you. I love seeing your success and and uh, everything that you're doing. And you, you know, you too contribute to the betterment of 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 womanhood. <laughs> and and I'm exceedingly grateful for that. Yes, because we have to stick together. Rising tides will raise all ships. <laughs> together we rise. Together we rise. Perfectly perfect way to end the show. So. Well, that is it for today's show. I hope you took some information, wrote down some notes. Life is too short to just be ordinary, you know, shine your bright lights, get out there, take some of the advice that Lauren uh, gave as far as, you know, taking the leap. Don't be afraid. What do you have to lose? I can promise at the end of your life, you will never regret 
taking a chance. You'll only regret if you didn't. So we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.